sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Oh, yeah. It's that time. Welcome in. Cover it with Teddy Covers here on Sirius XM Channel 159, The Sports Grid Radio Network. Over the course of the next hour, we're going to get to hang out with Brian Power, a first-time guest here on Cover It with Teddy Covers. We'll get a superhero origin story. We're going to break down the world of betting basketball. Talk a little college hoops. Talk a little NBA. Some teams we can make money betting on right now. Some teams we can make money betting against right now and the key is right now <laughs> i don't want a team that was good against the spread a month ago i don't want a team that was bad against the spread a month ago i want to talk about february who we can make money in the nba between now and the all-star break who we can make money uh in college basketball between now and the, the beginning of conference tournaments at the end of the month so it's not one of these yeah let's talk some theory it's Let's talk about some teams that we can actually make money betting on or betting against. I look forward to that discussion with Brian Power. But first, there's a couple of NBA things I want to talk about right off the top. All right? I don't know. Like, the injury-related line moves in the NBA are kind of a nightmare. They're a nightmare for betters, even if you get the best of the number. Just give you one example from this last week. All right? Monday. Just one day. Monday. Luka's going to play for Dallas. All right, the Mavs get bet up, minus 8 up to minus 10.5 against the Pistons. Luka scores 50, and the Mavs win by 6, and the books keep all the money. Monday night, money showed for Philly, too. Embiid in. Sixers, minus 9 up to minus 10, minus 10.5. Embiid played great. The Sixers lost straight up by double digits as a double-digit favorite. Trey Young, Monday night, again, one gay. Trey Young sits for Atlanta. The Blazers get bet up to minus 5. DeJounte Murray takes advantage of Young's absence, picks up the slack. The Blazers win by only four. That's just one day. There's one guy who I'm willing to pay a price for. Let me start with that. That guy's name is Jimmy Butler. <laughs> and we saw that with uh, Miami uh, earlier this week. They were plus five and a half. Butler's in the game. They get bet down at plus four, plus three and a half. They win it straight up. Intense players in the regular season can be worth it. Key energy role guys can be worth it. You know, oftentimes you're going to price that injured player and his impact way too much. Not Jimmy Butler. And Miami is a lot better with Butler on the floor than without him. Respect the hell out of that guy. So these are the little betting nuances. When you watch games every night, these are things you can pick up. Players that actually matter to the point spread. Now, there's a bunch more key injury guys coming back. Like Tyrese Halliburton came back for Indiana on Thursday. And the Lakers missed a bunch of free throws and still beat him. If you had L.A. on the money line, that was good. Let's see. You know, and in recent weeks, the Wiz got Bradley Beal back and lost. The Hornets got LaMelo Ball back and lost. The Clippers got Kawhi Leonard back and lost. Not so much when a guy's been out for a, a game or two, but when a guy's been out for a while, there's always an adjustment period. And the team oftentimes doesn't play well for a game or two or three when one of their high-usage players comes back on the floor. Now we're going to see Devin Booker coming back for the Suns. Uh, he's supposed to play against Brooklyn. Uh, so Devin Booker is going to be coming back. Remember, uh, Halliburton came back for the Pacers. They lost the game. You had the Lakers on the money line. You were fine. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, another guy who's going to be coming back 
uh, fairly soon. And when Booker comes back in the lineup, when Cat comes back in the lineup, when these high-usage guys come back in, the first game or two or three, Brandon Ingram for New Orleans, another guy that just came back. And have the Pelicans been better with him? Not so much. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> and he's, you know, a star player. Absolutely. Be careful betting these guys when they come back. I like to fade teams when they get their star player back on the floor for at least a game or two. And we have to talk about one more thing right now because the All-Star Reserves got announced on Thursday. And what does that leave us with? One of these hidden gems of the NBA season, the All-Star Game snubs. Now, you can bet point spreads with these if you like. I like to bet the props, particularly, you know, points or points, rebounds, assists or assists or rebounds or made three-pointers, however you want to attack. I'm not a big fan of playing a lot of this stuff overs. But when it comes to NBA All-Star Game snubs, you want to bet the snub guys over in their next game. Again, points, points, rebounds, assists, three-pointers, whatever overs you want, I'll authorize and a couple guys stand out. You know, Anthony Edwards got snubbed hard. I take him over Paul George. I take him over JJJ. I could not believe that when the reserves were announced, Anthony Edwards from Minnesota did not get a bid. And Anthony Edwards is certainly, he's played like an all. He's been the difference maker. Minnesota was supposed to stink uh, after Cat got hurt, and they didn't. And Anthony Edwards has been a monster. I, again, he's an all-star, but he wasn't picked for the all-star team. He might be somebody to target this weekend. Trey Young. Might be someone to target this weekend. He got snubbed. Darren Fox for Sacramento got snubbed as well. Jalen Brunson, a fourth guy. And, of course, the Knicks didn't have Brunson in the lineup when they beat Miami <laughs> on, what was that, Thursday night. Brunson will come back. <laughs> he just missed the one game. He might be someone you want to target for some player props over. Now, I'm less interested in the veterans. The veterans don't care as much. You know, Siaka, Pascal Siaka might be a guy who I would target. But, you know, James Harden got snubbed. Jimmy Butler got snubbed. I talk about how I love Butler against the point spread. I don't love Butler to make a statement because he didn't get uh, um, uh, selected for the All-Star team. It's just one of those scenarios where the veterans, they've been to enough All-Star games. They've missed enough All-Star games. They're not going to freak out if they miss this one. All right. There's some NBA thoughts. Brian Power going to join us next when Cover It continues. Please stay tuned. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. Cover it with Teddy Cover. Sirius XM Channel 159. The SportsGrid Radio Network. I love first-time guests. And I bring in first-time guests because I want to make sure that you guys don't hear the same recycled opinions over and over again. I want fresh voices, I want fresh faces, and I want guys who are winning. <laughs> so I look for them. We've got one today. Brian Power joining us for the first time here on Cover It with Diddy Cover. Brian, welcome to the program. How are you today, sir? I am doing great, Teddy. First time, long time. Thanks for having me on the program. I really appreciate it. <laughs> First time, long time. Love it. Uh, so let's start with this. Anytime I bring a first time guest on, I, I call it the superhero origin story. You know, sure. who is Brian Power and why should anyone give a hoot about what you have to say about betting <laughs> basketball? Obviously, we're going to be talking the NBA and college hoops on today's show. 
Uh, give your resume, my friend. Why should people care about what you have to say? Great question. <laughs> uh, well, why should they care? Well, you know, as first off, as luck would have it, last night happened to be a great night. Went four and zero in college, twelve four and one. You know, in college hoops this week. But you know, anyone can have a great day or great week, as you know, Teddy. Uh, and I'm sure the listeners are more interested in a long term history. I'm sure you're more interested in a long term history. So I think it bears mentioning that I've been a part of the sports handicapping community in one, one form or or another for the last two decades. I've learned from a lot of great people. I reckon that you and I probably don't even know it, but we have a lot of mutual acquaintances that I'm sure we're, we don't even know are mutual acquaintances. But for me, the pivotal moment, I would say at least what I was early in my career, was landing on covers, which was a decade ago. That was 2011, to be exact. I had some great seasons there in basketball. Uh, I was number one in college hoops for a three-year span, uh, three years in, in a row, as a matter of fact. And now, of course, I'm a part of the Wage Talk family with yourself. And as I said at the top, things are going pretty well, pretty dialed into a few different situational handicapping spots in college that have been treating me well. Uh, NBA uh, had some great seasons in the past as well. And uh, here I am, my friend. Yeah, but how'd you get started? I mean, you know, were you were you someone that, uh, you know, you went to school, you came out, you're like, I love sports betting, I'm going to do this, or did you kind of fall into it by accident? I mean, what's... Oh, oh, it's a total, okay, it's a total accident how I fell into it. So I was, uh, I believe what they call between jobs uh, at yep. the time. I was like 23, <laughs> uh, and uh, I had just quit law school, as a matter of fact, and was living with my parents for a, a really... Um, dicey six-month stretch there, I suppose. Both my, my parents and myself would call it dicey, I think. And my mom came home one day. She worked at a, a local university, and there was an, uh, just a job posting that says, do you know about sports and do you know about computers? And she just hands, she's like, here, just call this number. And I'm like, okay, I, I guess I, I like sports. I, like, I definitely like sports, and I know a little bit about computers. Let's go with this. And it turned out um, that it was a sports handicapping website, Vegas Experts, uh, which which was actually based locally in Cleveland. And I just kind of got started working behind the scenes uh, at that website. And that's kind of how I, you know, I met the, the different people on that site. This was 2004, November of 2004. And, you know, I learned a lot in the seven, eight years I worked behind the scenes and was able to kind of go out on my own and start handicapping. So it feels like there's so many guys in this business from, like, Ohio slash western Pennsylvania. You're an Ohio guy, right? Yes, Cleveland. What, like, what, what is it about? Is it the water? Is it the air? Like, why are there so many handicappers from that particular part of the world? I don't know. Maybe because it's cold and the weather's not great, and so you got to figure out something to do in the winter to, to keep you past your time. I, I don't know. It, it is quite odd, obviously. You know, I mean, I mean, we could run through the list of names, but but it is it is quite odd. I don't have a um, specific thing. I just know that uh, you know, like I said, it was kind of just lucky that there was a website like that that was based um, like 20 minutes from my house, and um, here we are, I guess, 20 years later. But uh, I do not have an answer with what the secret is of Cleveland, Ohio, and the sports handicapping industry. So. Uh, uh... Most of my best friends from both high school and college went to law school. Yes. Uh, literally. I know more lawyers than anybody, anything else. <laughs> I made a death pact with a friend of mine uh, at the end of high school. And we said if the one, if either of us ever goes to law school, the other one has, has authorized to shoot and kill them. Um, and he didn't go to law school, and I didn't go to law <laughs> school. Um, 
So, for what it's worth, <laughs> lots of lawyers. Let's talk NBA at the top. All right. Okay. Uh, I was talking in the intro about all the injury issues in the NBA. We'll get to that in a minute. But yep. let's start with this. I mean, how's your season going? Uh, you having a good it, year? You having a bad year? You having an okay year? I would say right now it's it's a medium year. Um, it was going rather well, actually, until the last week or so. Uh, I think the story for me, I mean, I was you know hitting pretty good, pretty good like high 50% of sides and whatnot. I don't do a ton of totals. But for the reason we're going to get into, uh, you know, this NBA season has seen me dial it back a little bit uh, consciously. That's not like, you know, because I'm, I wasn't doing well. It's just um, obviously the issue you hit on, on the top with, these you know injury reports and late scratches kind of has caused me uh, to reevaluate my process. And when I'm reevaluating process, that means less volume. Uh, but uh, I would say on the whole, prior to the last week, uh, you know, uh, there there was an Orlando Philadelphia game in this past week that uh, uh, I'd like to have back. But uh, other than that, it, it has been okay. I would say. <laughs> I had a big bet on Orlando on Monday. I was very happy. Oh, well, with that. I- well, I had a smaller bet on Orlando on Wednesday, and that was really frustrating. Uh, uh, yes, and that that that, <laughs> that is the one I had. It, it is just horrible. Uh, they were I got them at nine and a half. They lose by eleven, and I think I'm, I'm doing this off the top of my head because I remember them showing it late in the game. They were like five of thirty-four from three. Six of thirty-eight. Is, they finished, but it, I, I don't know if you, if you if you if you watched the last two minutes of that game, you couldn't have been more frustrated. Because Orlando okay. had 15 okay. bunnies by the rim, and just they just kept falling out. <laughs> uh, it was, and all you needed was one of them, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, seven, seven of 38, and you'll cover. I mean, who would ever ask? Please just go seven of 38 from three in this game. But uh, yeah, alas, it wasn't there. No, no. That being said, we're all going to have losers like that at times. Now, what do you like about betting the NBA compared to college hoops, and what do you dislike? If you're going to compare and contrast the two, so two things. To me, stick out as positives when you compare the NBA to college. One is the uh, continually emerging prop market. I think that offers anyone a chance to find more options in lieu of you know the issue with scratches and, and load management that that I know can be frustrating to a lot of betters. And two, <laughs> this was something I was reminded of actually uh, earlier this week when I was out with a buddy. Um, less insanity in the NBA with late-game free-throw shooting. I know that there was a Knicks-Celtics game somewhat recently that people would disagree. But, you know, when, when you talk about the NBA, I think teams get <laughs> – there's nothing worse than an underdog who keeps fouling, right, Teddy? Yeah, and, sure. and you don't see yeah, that in the it, NBA like you do in college. Yeah, in the right? NBA, they know when to give up, right? Like, I, I'm always yelling at the end of a college game, we need to teach these kids to just give up. You know, don't fight, just quit. It's over. And – so in the NBA, they're more apt to do that, and they're more reliable uh, from the line as well, I, I would say. Uh, I had a buddy who lost the college over by one point because the two teams combined to go 0 for 3 in the final five seconds uh, from the free throw line. Uh, yeah, those aren't fun at no. all. <laughs> they're not even fun to talk about. Uh, no. But, you know, bad beats are going to – I mean, uh, look, bad beats will happen. If you had uh, – Dallas against New Orleans the other night. You're up 62 to 31 in that ball game, but that's too early. Minus five, you end up pushing at the end of the ball game. That's the beauty uh, of the NBA, you know. And what do you dislike about the NBA? We got just a little bit less than a minute before the break. Is there something that stands out that the college is way better than the NBA because of this? 
Yeah, yeah it, it's the it's the injury reports and the late scratches. I can't remember what year it exactly was. Teddy, maybe you could refresh my memory, but there was just one season. I'm like, man, half these. I, I, you wake up in the morning. I'm like, half these games don't even have lines anymore. So that sort of lack of clarity has, I think, added a layer of frustration that we're all aware of when it comes to handicapping the NBA. Yeah, I mean, I know 2020 was like that, but... (laughs) It was even before that, though. It was even before that. I I, I know for a fact it was. That was a hard year. I'm glad Mm -hmm. 2020's in the rearview mirror at this stage. It was hard every day. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I like to be able to find teams and ride them. And 2020 was a year that that was very difficult to do. Much more with Brian Power coming up. Cover it continues after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Get all the latest updates, breaking news, line changes, and more. Follow us on Twitter, at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid Radio, at SportsGrid TV, and stay on the grid everywhere you go. Again, at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid Radio, and at SportsGrid TV. You can follow me on Twitter, at Teddy underscore covers. And you can follow today's guest, Brian Power, on Twitter, at Brian Power underscore wins. How do you like that uh, handle, Bry? Is that one that uh, does not roll off the tongue for me? It does. Well, I, it, it's funny. I, I, I like hearing you say it, at least. You know, and that's the thing. When I, uh, <laughs> you know, when I chose it, I said, you know what? I think that's apropos, and I think I'm going to roll with it. So I, I was happy it was available. You know, I, I was happy that uh, there was no one else named Brian Power, and, and, and if there was, he doesn't win. So uh, it was great. <laughs> Fair enough. And, of course, that's Brian Power with a Y, B-R-Y-A-N, Brian Power underscore wins uh, on Twitter. So we were talking before the break about NBA, and you're talking mm-hmm. about the issues with all the question marks about player availability. You know, throughout yes. the course of the day, and guys getting scratched late, and guys getting upgraded late, and uh, and it's frustrating. And certainly, when you talk to casual betters, newbies, intermediate betters, boy, that's their biggest complaint. You know, the injury reports and the mm-hmm. late scratches. How do you deal? With that uncertainty, you said you've lowered your volume. What else have you done? Well, either you just start waiting until the afternoon when there's more clarity on the status of certain players, or you just make the conscious decision to avoid games where there's that uncertainty altogether. You're like, oh, I'm going to be have to, you know, I mean, I don't, there's a lot of options on the board nowadays, you know, whether with NBA, college, whatever else on a daily basis. I don't think anyone wants to just be like, well, I'm so locked into this game, but I just, I'm going to wait eight hours until I, you know, I find out what this person's situation is. It may not be worth, you know, doing that in the end because, I mean, maybe you find out, okay, he's playing, okay, I like the spot, you bet it, and it doesn't win. So um, a lot of times that's what I do. If there's like, oh, we don't know if Giannis is going to play or we don't know if LeBron's going to play, uh, I just say, you know what, I'm going to punt on this game. I'm not even going to look at it uh, tonight. And uh, I focus on other games. Yeah, and there's certainly, on any given NBA card, there's always going to be one or two games. I'm like, I don't know, this guy's playing, I don't know, that guy's playing, and I'm mm-hmm. not going to know until right before tip-off, and these aren't games I'm going to try to handicap. But the one way that I try to get around the injury concerns for NBA every day 
is I really look to ride teams, either betting on them or betting against them over and over again until the markets catch up in various different roles. You know, uh, certain teams are great off a loss. Certain teams are great on the second of back-to-back. Certain teams are terrible on the second of back-to-back. Certain teams are lousy favorites. Certain teams are lousy underdogs. And I don't care who's in the lineup. Mm. If they're a lousy dog, I'm betting against them as a dog. If they're a lousy favorite, I'm betting against them as a favorite, whether the superstars suit up or not. And that takes the player themselves out of the equation. I'm kind of betting the team when I think the team is mispriced in the markets. And and uh, it's a strategy that served me well, uh, both this year and in seasons past. Um, is that something you ever do, uh, Bri? Is that something that makes sense? Sure, absolutely. I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, San Antonio can be at full strength. They're not very good, <laughs> right? Uh, so, I mean, uh, you know, uh, right now, in example, you, you know, there, there's you know a lot of examples of teams that are. I mean, Houston obviously is dismal. Indiana's falling on hard times. But yeah, I mean, certainly, it does seem more than ever now the NBA. I mean, they, they always say it's a game of streaks. Well, I mean, you just look at some of these teams' results. I, I can't recall necessarily a year, maybe, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe correct me if I am, where there's just been teams that have just these huge ATS win streaks or huge ATS losing streaks. It is pretty crazy. So, you get, yeah, I, I would co-sign that. Yeah, and that's I mean, especially, you know, if you, about 20 games into the season, even sometimes 10 games into the season, you know, this, uh, these power ratings, I'm not going to say they get cemented, uh, but the power rings adjust a lot early, and then they kind of sit there. And when you find teams playing well above or well below their season-long profile, and that can happen you know, in the NBA for weeks on end, those are teams I want to be riding or fading week in and week out. Beginning better, what's the one piece of NBA betting advice you would give? Don't bet without checking out the injury report. I think just based on what we said. I mean, the last thing you want to do is you know, um, you know, take Milwaukee minus nine in the morning, and then Giannis is like, "Nah, it's going to take the night off," and then the line just completely craters, and you're stuck holding the minus nine ticket. That's not fun. I mean, I, I see it on Twitter all the time. You know, people with like the uh, the emoji with like you know, like the the symbols and the red face and, and whatever, like, I can't believe this guy's not playing. Yeah. You, you, you make sure that you're not taking a team where the superstar may sit. That is absolutely uh, betting advice. Number one uh, in the current NBA climate. Sure. And I, I guess my betting advice would be look for teams that you don't see in the national TV games. You know, who's been the mm-hmm. best point spread teams in the NBA the last couple of months, the Orlando magic, the Oklahoma City Oklahoma Thunder. City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, they've been a great point stretching for the last year and a half. You know, yeah. Um, and legitimately, you know, Sacramento, the Kings have made everyone money this year. These aren't the marquee teams. These aren't the teams with the biggest superstars. I like anonymous teams in smaller markets that are playing good basketball, especially if they got off to a mediocre or bad start. And certainly teams like OKC. Sacramento, Orlando, they fall into that category for beginning betters. That's the one piece of advice I would look for, I would give. Don't pay attention to the teams that are going to, you know, the Warriors and the Lakers are on TV every night. The Celtics, those aren't your bet on or bet against teams. The teams that are flying under the radar are your bet on or bet against teams. Speaking of which, give me a team I can make money with. <laughs> right now, <laughs> uh, let's say before, between now and the All Star break, we got a couple of weeks. 
Who do you think is starting to click right now that is going to be undervalued or is undervalued in the markets? Well, One team, two teams. Give me as many as you got. <laughs> sure. Uh, this kind of isn't really in line with what you just said, which I, I generally agree with. But I'm going to start with Milwaukee, believe it or not, as a team I think to look to play on right now. They've won six in a row. Uh, you know, and, and I'm going to add some qualifiers here. Like most NBA teams, you want to avoid the Bucks as a big favorite. But here's a team that's, you know, they've got a phenomenal home record, winning by an average of like seven and a half points per game. And when they're off an ATS loss, you talk about situations, uh, Teddy, just a moment ago, you know, they cover 67% of the time winning by an average of almost six and a half points per game. Uh, and so anytime you can get this team not as a large favorite and off an ATF loss, uh, that's not going to be a ton of times, I would say, to take them. And what really shocked me when evaluating the Bucks a couple weeks ago was how low their offensive efficiency was. I believe it was number 23 in the league. Uh, but over the last two weeks, which obviously a small sample size, they've been top five in that regard. And I think Milwaukee's going to start clicking uh, – uh, and, you know, it's kind of a, a four-horse race behind Boston, who's number two in the East. And Milwaukee's metrics for most of this year have been worse than Cleveland or Philadelphia or Brooklyn. But I think we're seeing this Bucks team uh, starting to get going uh, moving forward. You, you say, I believe, you want to be uh, proactive, not reactive. And I think the Bucks are going to start covering some games. So for what it's worth, I agree with you a thousand percent. You know, I okay. don't disagree with that concept. Is Milwaukee? This has been a team that's underachieved through the first half of the season, and they mm-hmm. care about the regular season, and they care about seeding, and they're enormously talented on both ends uh, of the floor. Um, and you talked about the situation coming off a non-cover and not laying a huge number. Well, that's the case for Milwaukee tonight as they take yep. on Miami. And yeah, I would not argue with anyone that wanted to lay it with the Bucks in this ball game, Miami. They feisty road dogs. I talked at the Open a little bit about Jimmy Butler and how much I respect him, but uh, I don't think that the Heat are as good as the Bucks. So no, for the what Heat have the third worth. worst ATS record in the league. Yeah, sure, but that, that's much more. They, they can't cover at home. They've been terrible home favorites all mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's been the case since both first Bolsters teams in, in every recent season. In fact, so you want we can make money betting on Milwaukee. Who can we make money betting against? And again, I'm not talking long term. I'm talking like this week, next week, the week after, between now and the All-Star break. Who right now is a little bit of an overvalued commodity? Well, I'm going to look at a team that uh, was an underrated commodity at the start of the season, but I think the market may start to catch up with them, and that's the Cavs uh, right here in Cleveland. Uh, you know, they, again, they started the year great. They have the league's second-best point differential, so folks may be surprised that I'm saying this, but the team's desired starting five, Mitchell Garland, Okoro, Mobley, and Allen, they actually have a negative net efficiency rating when they're on the floor together this season, and I think that's a concern. Uh, they are a very good home team, but 9-15-2 and two, uh, on the road, and then only 4-7 and seven when catching points. And something that when I, you know, click the expanded uh, tab in the NBA standing, something that just jumped out to me right off the screen the Cavs are 6-0 and in overtime games this season, which is pretty lucky, as you know. Today. I mean, if you play six overtime games, you don't expect to win all six of them. So there could be some regression forthcoming against the Cavs in the luck department. Uh, I do not. I think when it comes to the Eastern Conference semifinals, they're going to be the odd team out. Uh, so once again, Brian Power, I agree with you 100%. And I'll tell you what's wrong with Cleveland, flat out. Donovan Mitchell okay. doesn't fit that well. 
Donovan Mitchell. Well, I like the idea of Donovan Mitchell in a Cavs uniform. When you watch them on the floor together, that team had such good their chemistry last year was off the charts. And the mm-hmm. ball's always in Garland's hand. He's got the two bigs with Jared Allen and Mobley to feed. And they were real overachievers. Now, the ball's kind of sitting in Donovan Mitchell's hands for long periods of time, and he's jacking up contested threes. And it's definitely affecting the Cavs. I'm not a fan of Donovan Mitchell's game in Cleveland so far. But, of course, he's an all-star. He's a name player. Much more with Brian Power coming up next. Cover it continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Teddy Covers, breaking down the world of sports and sports betting here on Cover It with Teddy Covers, Sirius XM Channel 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. we got extended time today with Brian Power talking hoops. We spent our last segment talking NBA. He gave us a bet on team right now, between now and the All-Star break, is the Bucks a bet against team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I agree with him on both of his opinions. I think you make more money betting on Milwaukee than betting against them right now. I think you make more money betting against Cleveland than betting on them right now. Let's shift our focus to college. And when it comes to college hoops, look, newbies of all the sports, this was the one that intimidated me the most when I first started betting because there are so freaking many teams. All right, And keeping track of them isn't easy. Brian, let me ask you this right off the top. You had one piece of advice for beginning betters in college hoops. What would it be? You do not need to be a master of every team or conference <laughs> to what you just said. You, you just don't. And to, to your point, you said it feels like 20 years ago or so when I first, you know, really was diving into college hoops handicapping, the added board was a lot bigger. It feels like there's a lot. The conferences have sort of migrated from the added to the main board over the years. So, yeah, it can be uh, intimidating. But you do not. I mean, unless if it is your full-time job. I don't think you need to be a master of every team or every conference because it is quite daunting. I mean, when you've got 130, 140 games on a Saturday, um, <laughs> unless if you want to spend hours on end breaking it down like like we do, uh, I, I that you know I would I would limit your focus is what I would say uh, to newbie betters. Yeah, I mean, of all the sports. College basketball is the one that I'm like, I'm really glad I don't have a full-time job. You know, if I, if I work some other job and I was trying to do college hoops in my spare time, it's, uh, it's not impossible, no but it's, it's doing it effectively while working full-time is difficult. And your point about narrowing your focus makes perfect sense. My, if I had one piece of advice for newbies when it comes to college hoops, bet what you know. Mm-hmm. I moved out here. I knew the Big Ten. You know, I went to school at Michigan, and I knew the Big Ten, and that was the only thing I worried about was give me the Big Ten. I'm betting what I know. You're out here for a few years. You read Mountain West in the news every day. UNLV's in the Mountain West. You live in Vegas. You get Mountain West news. You get Pac-12 news. All right, let's expand. I'll pick up Mountain West and Pac-12. Now I'm working three conferences. The only guys that are working all these conferences are either DGENs or guys that spend their ab their entire life breaking down college basketball. For most casual fans, for most newbies, you're not going to be that way. So my advice to you is bet what you know. Don't try 
to bet everything. And of course, the biggest complaint for casual bettors when it comes to college hoops is too many teams. Even when you're just betting three or four conferences, it's just like there's a lot of teams. How do you keep on top of all the info in college hoops? Well, luckily for me, it is my full-time job. And, uh, you know, I for me, breaking college basketball always starts the evening before. I, I'm married now. You don't have to worry about, you know, going out at night anymore. So it's just something that you can sit there. You start breaking down the, the games. Obviously, uh, Friday night is even for folks like I, can be daunting. Like I said, 130, 140 games to go through all of that uh, can be a chore. But, you know, I, I think – the, the 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 thing that I like with college is is that the situation you you don't have to worry about things like in the NBA where it's like oh what's the like the rest advantage of this team over this team I mean you know there's no back to backs you know save for some of those holiday turns we see early in the season so um, you know college hoops like the one thing that is it, it's like if you remember and you can stay on top as much as you can it, it's not you can kind of if there's a way to do, if you come up with your own little ways to do it you don't it's not like something where it's like oh what just happened tonight which i, I kind of like uh is uh relative to the nba yeah certainly you know i'm i'm a big believer you know i, I i'm incredibly boring which is kind of embarrassing cuz <laughs> i used to be fun uh but i'm 55 years old now i'm married i got a kid i'm not I'm, you know i'm with you and I do the same thing every single night. <laughs> you know, after the games are over, you go upstairs, you make your short list for the next day's games. And that means you're going through all the games one at a time. And yet most of the time, I'm throwing out as many games as I can, as quickly as I can. Because you, you want to spend your time deep diving into the games you're actually going to play or have a chance of playing. So... When you talk about a Saturday's college basketball card like we're seeing for today, I'm going to eliminate two-thirds, more than two-thirds of those games, a priori. Oh. You know, with, uh, no, I'm not playing this one. No, I'm not playing that one. I mean, a lot of that's conferences I don't handicap. Uh, but the majority of the games, I'm not trying to break down. I'm going to try to focus on the ones, the, the, the games and the conferences that stand out to me. And even on a college basketball Saturday, it's not unusual to have a short list, 15, 20 games that you're really going to deep dive into and that is certainly time consuming who can i make money with betting on right now in college hoops who is an undervalued commodity here in february before the conference tournament start now we're halfway through the uh conference season who made money on the back stretch of the campaign give me a team that stands out to you okay hold your nose teddy i'm gonna say ohio state uh the buckeye unluckiest team in the country according to ken palm uh but they are still in the top 35 overall despite a 1-8 and eight stretch. This is a top 15 team in offensive efficiency. The Big Ten, which you referenced earlier, is very interesting because we know Purdue is the best team. We know Minnesota is the worst team. But I don't think there's a ton of separation in the middle. And I think Ohio State is probably at the bottom of the it, it, it's bottom of the market right now, and I think as a dog, playing them is going to be the way to go down the stretch. Buy low with the Ohio State Buckeyes. I got a team I want to buy low on right now. It's the Eastern Michigan Eagles. You know they were awful early on. You know they got the the uh, uh, Moni Bates kid, the uh, number one overall recruit. Was it last year or two years ago? He went to Memphis and he transferred out. He decided he wanted to go home and play in Ypsilanti. And they got a new coach in Stan Heath, and they stunk. Boy, they were bad in November. They were pretty bad in December. Heck, they were bad for most of January. 
Check out Eastern Michigan over the last two weeks. They've been playing good ball, and teams that were awful early and have some talent, you can make money with these teams down the stretch. I think the Eagles have that potential here in February. What about betting against? Who can I make money betting against right now? Clemson. Uh, this is just an overrated team. Uh, they are ranked. They came into the week ranked top 20, but I have them like down at number 70 in my own power rating. They, they lose earlier in the week. Teddy is a short road favorite at Boston College. Uh, made me laugh kind of. Just reminding myself about that, given that you and I spoke about that game earlier this week. But, uh, you know, I just think that Clemson's a team ripe to be faded the rest of the way. Uh, month of January, they go 4-0 straight up in games decided by three points or less. Three of those wins were by a single point. Uh, that is three one-point wins for those keeping score at home. I think regression uh, is coming the Tigers' way moving forward. The other team I'll add uh, in the short term, it would be TCU. Uh, you know, you've got to monitor the injury here to Miles. I guess it's not as severe as it first uh, feared, but the Big 12 is a gauntlet, man. And if you're missing a player like him, I, I know they stepped up big against WVU, but uh, TCU, uh, I, I think, is another team in the very short term I would look to fade as well. So I don't mind fading bottom feeders. Uh, I really don't. And bottom feeders at this time of the year, they're waiting for their season to be over. And maybe they're going to bring something to conference tournaments. Uh, but. You see some ugly showing. You know, a team like Green Bay who's already fired their coach. And what do they want? Two games this year? You know, and they're just getting bombed every time. Loyola, Chicago. You know, remember Sister Jean? Oh, that's yeah. that's a long way in the rearview mirror now for this team. You know, they've been awful all year. Uh, I wouldn't argue with continuing to fade them. A team like Nebraska, a team like Louisville, a team like Pepperdine at the bottom of the standings. I don't see any of those teams turning it on and being point spread juggernauts. But there's one team that stands out to me that's kind of overachieved big time. Florida Atlantic. They were 21-1. and They just went to yeah. UAB on Thursday night and got smacked in that ballgame. They were 15-4 and against the spread prior to that loss. Now they're 15-5 and ATS. And I would not be surprised at all if we see some regression from the FAU Owls down the stretch of Completely the Completely agree. Season. Yeah, that's a team we might want to be betting against not betting on anymore they were great bet on team but <laughs> that time has come and that time has gone are you a big coaching guy uh, Bry? are there coaches that you make bets a lot of bets based on coaches do you like i like betting on ed cooley for providence <laughs> in in pick em type games because his team always they execute really well down the stretch are there any coaches that stand out to you as bet on or bet against um, more than average? The reason I laughed is because, yes, there was one, and it is Ed Cooley at Profit. Uh, <laughs> the Friars, quite frankly, have just been amazing in close games. Started last year. I think if people have been listening, listening intently here, as I hope they have, they've probably picked up on the fact that I do think uh, regression to the mean in close games is a real thing, but Providence is the exception to that rule. Uh, I mean, it's just ridiculous since the start of last season how the team's performed. And even if you believe the regression is coming, I mean, they, they just dropped a close one uh, last time out. And but covered. They still covered. The, they yeah, still they covered. covered. Exactly. That game went into overtime. I went crazy. I had anything but overtime. You know, the whole la- the whole last minute, I'm like, anything but OT, anything but OT. Oh, my God, we're going to OT. Oh, this is where dogs go to die. And they didn't die. 
No, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Ed Cooley did not die, and so yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I they're just you know, I I think they're priced. If if you would look at this, they're probably priced as the fifth best team in the Big East. They're probably better than that, so there's still value. I mean, it, uh, you know, even you know all the way through the tournament moving forward. Yeah, I, I, Ed Cooley. I'm not going to say just blindly bet on the man, but I don't want to bet against Ed Cooley given what Providence pulled off the last two years. And just an excellent free throw shooting team, which I think is why they are uniquely good in close game situations. Brian Power got just a minute or two left with you. Let's get a bettable opinion. NBA or college uh, for today's slate on Saturday. Yeah, I'm going to look at Virginia Tech uh, against Virginia. Um, this is all about I want to fade Virginia, and I think it is a buy low time on Virginia Tech. Uh, they are uh, 0-7, straight up in ATS and true road games, but this one's in Blacksburg where they're 10-2, winning by an average of 14 points per game. It's a veteran team. They're well coached. Uh, Hunter Couture is back now. They were 0-4 without him, the Hokies. And then you have to look at the fact that Virginia Tech, five of their ACC losses have been by five points or fewer. Uh, Virginia, on the other hand, I'm not convinced that this is a dominant Virginia team like we've seen in previous years. Uh, you know, And Virginia Tech looked no further to last year uh, when they closed the regular season on a 9-2 and run, win the ACC tourney. I'm not going to say that's going to happen again here in 2023. But I do like the Hokies at home uh, on Saturday against the Hoos. Look at the Hokies against the Yahoos on Saturday in the Virginia, the battle uh, of the the Commonwealth of Virginia. Well, I can't mm-hmm. think of the nickname for Virginia. The blank state. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is, don't promote yourself, my friend. You got 30 seconds. Go. Yeah. Uh, you could, Once again, you heard the Twitter handle. It is at Brian Power Wins. There's an underscore between the power and the wins. Uh, like I said earlier, we're feeling it this weekend in College Hoops. Going to be a big card on Saturday. So uh, check me out. Again, uh, Teddy, you know where to find me, and I'll let the people know to find me. It is at wagertalk.com. Great stuff, Brian. Thank you so much for your time. Best of luck this weekend. Cover it continues after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And we're here in the home stretch of Cover It with Teddy Covers. That's the home stretch is a tribute to my old friend uh, Arnie Lang. He used to do the Stardust line in Las Vegas on Saturday night. And that show, there were like 40-minute segments without a commercial. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the only commercial they had were for the Stardust, uh, which doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but you'd go long stretch. So by the end of it, you're gassed. You go, we're in the home stretch. Uh, Arnie Lang, a great uh, sports betting voice from decades past, and I do that in tribute to him. And also, because it is the home stretch, I'll cover it with Teddy Covers. Of course, if you missed any portion of today's program, download the podcast version. It's real simple. Wherever you download your podcast, major podcast dollars, minor podcast dollars, I don't care where you download it. Just search Cover It or Cover It with Teddy Covers. You can download and consume at your convenience. Check out today's show. You can check out tomorrow's Super Bowl-focused show with Fat Jack Ross. You can check out anything from the archives. Check out what I said about the Super Bowl last year. 
Every show I've ever done, archived and downloadable podcast version. Again, just search Cover It with Teddy Covers. I don't give out a lot of exotics on the show, mostly sides and totals. But this is a first quarter bet that I'm looking to make in the NBA tonight. That first quarter bet is the New Orleans Pelicans against the L.A. Lakers. New Orleans, twice in their last three games, has had complete early no-shows. They had a no-show versus the Bucks. They were down 39-17 to after the first period, and they didn't come back in that game. They bounced back and won the first quarter against Denver. Next time out, hung tough the whole way. Last time out, Thursday night against Dallas. That was an absolute no-show first quarter. It was 40-22 to after one. They rallied back. If you got the best of the number, you end up pushing with New Orleans in that ballgame. But this team is primed. Returning home from the opening tip against the L.A. Lakers, an opponent they're interested in. This team's primed to show up. And the Lakers, you know, they're getting calls. They're stealing some wins. I don't love fading them. They have full game in this point trade range. But slow starts, the norm, not the exception. Pelicans come to play from the opening tip here. First quarter, New Orleans. There's your wager. The NBA on Saturday. Best of luck. Enjoy the games. Tune in tomorrow for more. Cover it with Teddy Covers.